With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning, everybody. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to Mama Lovett and Miss Mara. How are you guys? Good. I'm doing great. How are you guys? But good. You know, this is so. This is uh, the Mama Lovett Baddie of the Year show, season one, episode four. I'm Mr. McGowan. I'm here with Mama Lovett and Miss Mara. Of course, not here because we're all socially distancing. Um, but if you want to call in today, uh, our guest call-in number is 516-590-0997. Once again, that's 516-590-0997. You can also find it on some previous posts on Google Classroom. I don't think I put it up today, but 516-590-0997. We'd love to hear from anyone who wants to call in and talk. Um, it is a Monday, and I did get dressed up in my work clothes today. No tie. I did get, um, I saw this thing, I, I'm going to post it on my journal prompts, and I'll, I'll share with you guys too, I just found it this morning. It's like 25 mental health professional tips, and a lot of the stuff that we've been talking about, but one of them is, is like dress for the day you want, not for the day you have, or something like that. Yeah. You have exactly word it. So that, that's kind of what I was talking about last week, and so I was... I read that this morning and I was motivated again to take a shower and <laughs> I've, start um, my day. I've come a little bit of a farther way since I was on Friday. So I now have my day pajamas and my night pajamas. <laughs> <laughs> I did that all last week. <laughs> I, saw- yep. I mean, as long as you make that switch, so your brain knows, you know, it's all good. And there's a meme that says 9 p.m. is when you change from your day pajamas to your night pajamas. <laughs> no, that's more like yeah. 10 o'clock. Um, <laughs> no, my family today has, it's called Music Monday, and I was told I had to put on a shirt that had a band on it, and I own only <laughs> in its Australian Pink Floyd. And I wore it on Saturday, so my husband actually washed it for me, and so I actually got up, took a shower, got dressed. I even did my makeup and my hair today just because I need to feel like a human being. And I might Good go you. Company. Yeah, I did. You, Emma, I was um, morning, afternoon pajama girl last week. I, I, was <laughs> a little, I was a little on the sad side, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, totally. No, I think it's my emotions go like up and down like a roller coaster. Um, but I, fi- I figured this week I'm going to try to make a little more effort, take after Mr. McGowan a little bit. Might not go the full uh, work look, but no. well, I definitely won't go the full work look, but I'm going to put a little more effort into it. For me, it was also a problem of laundry because, you know, every day I use 
every day I wear like my white t-shirt under like my, my dress shirt. And so I, I, that keeps my, my whites and my darks like relatively even for, for laundry time. And if I don't <laughs> wear like my, my white t-shirt, like the laundry is going to totally skew and like my darks are going to be a lot more. We lost love it. I don't know where she went, but we lost her. Hopefully she'll come back. Um, this is Monday, and while we're talking about housekeeping, we always start off our episodes with some housekeeping stuff. Miss um, Mara, you posted some some journal prompts over the weekend. Do you want to maybe talk about some of those a little bit for some of your kids and any one of my my ELA students also? If you're writing your coronation journal, and I read about like 30 over the weekend, and I thought they were really good, the ones that I'm I'm reading so far. But do you want to share maybe some of the prompts that you posted? I thought some of them were really interesting. Sure. So on I emailed or I posted um, a copy to everyone who has signed up for the class, a Google Doc. It is a template for a week's worth of journal entries. And I mean, I didn't want to make it too structured, but I wanted to give you guys some ideas of what you could write about. Um, So a couple of them are, you know, just a traditional journal. What did you do today? You know, how are you feeling? Um, You could also do like a short story that you continue every day because I know some of you guys really like to do um, narrative style writing. Um, There was a couple other ones that I thought were good, like waking up in the morning and making a to-do list for yourself or a couple of things that you want to accomplish and then checking in later and writing about what you were able to accomplish, what you weren't, um, etc. And just encouraging you to make it interactive and virtual, you know, post links. We're in the age of technology now where it's so much cooler than it used to be. So you can put memes, you can put, you know, links to websites, articles. So yeah, I'm excited to see um, what people come up with. All right, cool. Miss Lovett, you're back. I'm back. I'm sorry. I don't know what the heckity heck happened. (laughs) (laughs) So we're just talking about the coronation journals and, and Miss Mara had posted some of her own prompts. I thought they were pretty cool. I also liked how you wrote your own version of the prompt about. Oh yeah. And that was totally real life. Tackle. So exciting. Yeah. So I think I'm going to start doing that too. Um, I've, I've been posting some prompts and looking in for some prompts and things. I found a great thing this morning about from a mental health professional with 25 mental health tips on how to survive like quarantine or social distancing, whatever we're calling it. I think I feel like quarantine sounds more medical and more like, you know, we're in ET when like the scary government guys come and like lock everything down. But like social Uh distancing sounds like a very like politically correct way of just saying like being a recluse, but whatever you feel like writing about, you can today's prompt. And I set it up to go at, I think it was eight 30 this morning um, was right about the weekend. Did it feel like a weekend? Does today feel like a Monday? And it was interesting how we're trying to keep a routine. And we were talking about Friday. On Friday, I think we said, um, do you want to do the show tomorrow? And I said, I don't, I don't think we should. I think we should take the weekend off. And I promised my students on Google Classroom, like I promised, oh, no posts, no assignments this weekend. Um, I did do a couple of correcting things. And I, I responded to some journals and people got that back. But I thought it was important just to have like the two days just to not even think about school-related stuff if you didn't want to. Although I did send emails out about uh, students that still owed micro stories, and I got a, <laughs> I got a, like five or six like right away. And people once they found out they had a zero. So if you still owe a micro story, it is past due. Make sure you pass it in. Miss um, Lovett, do you have any announcements you want to 
you want to talk about this morning? No, just keep doing, um, if you haven't done anything from last week, go ahead. I'm probably going to post some Google Classrooms later. I mean, some crash course videos with questions later this week. So I've kind of been like you guys. I'm on vacay. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Um, <laughs> so I had this idea for um, for ELA. I'm I'm going to have a post go up later today. Um, encouraging people to watch two episodes of the Twilight Zone. Well, really, well, one today and then one probably on Wednesday. But the one that I'll put up today is season one, episode one, and it's called "Where Is Everybody?" And you know, it's it's a pilot episode. It's the first episode of of the Twilight Zone. And when I was we were watching Wally last night, and it occurred to me that it kind of is the same. A lot of the same themes that we saw in Wally come out in this Twilight Zone episode. And then there's another one um, that I'll post probably on Wednesday, and it's season one, episode 22, and it's called um, the, Monsters Are, the Monsters Are Due on Maple Street. And it's considered to be one of like the all-time classic like TV episodes of all time, not just Twilight Zone episodes, but, but just TV episodes. And I think a lot of it is very applicable to what we're doing, uh, to what's happening to us today and kind of how people respond to uncertainty in our lives. Mm. So I'll post those up. If you have Netflix, it's available for free on Netflix. Um, if you don't have Netflix, I was actually able to find a script for both of the, of the episodes. So coming up today, I think about three o'clock, I have I scheduled that to come up about three o'clock today. I'll post um, a link to a script. If you want to, you want to read the script as you're watching the the TV show. I would totally recommend that. Tomorrow I'll post some response items and just some things to talk about and discuss. And maybe one one day in the podcast this week we can discuss some of the uh, the episodes. All right. Anything else for housekeeping announcements? Not for me. Nope. Uh, today uh, today is Micro Story Monday in ELA, and uh, sometime later today I'll, I'll have a post going out. They'll congratulate this week's Micro Story winners. And I'll just announce them on the air. Manny A, Steve, Manny G, Wendy, Anthony M, and Vittoria are this week's winners for their 50-word micro-stories. Carlos C gets an honorable mention uh, because his was late. And Anthony M has an honorable mention because he did submit two, so he had one for extra credit. So I I put both of his up there. Um, I'll just read one for today. But one of our winners, it's the theme is sacrifice, is from Manny G. 50-word story. My aunt ordered McDonald's, and we all got our fat food. I got a burger, fries with chicken nuggets. She realized that we forgot our doggo's fat food. She sat on the floor whining for a few minutes. So I gallantly offered my burger for the doggo to munch on. Oh, Manny, so gallant. I love, I love that adverb in there, gallantly. Gallantly, right? That was our vocab word from the outsiders. Um, two bit gallantly yes. offered to walk them home. Manny, yes, get my class too. Eating McDonald's, it's so unhealthy for them. You're gonna make them like have seizures and stuff like that. I know you can't give your dogs McDonald's. No, it's so it's so so bad. I had a when I got my dog, he was a pug. He was 32 pounds. He had seizures and everything. The, the mom said her grandmother took care her mother took care of him when she was sick and just fed him human food and the poor thing you can't feed dogs human food like that all the time 
They're not no, humans. No, definitely not. So, so Manny, clean it up. No more, no more McDonald's for your dog. But <laughs> pretty good story. Sorry, Manny. Fifty words. Good, got right to the point. Story. Use some good adjectives. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and I couldn't tell whether he meant to say fast food or fat food, and it was just a typo. But so I read it as fat food because I figured it was just Manny being Manny. All right, let's uh, let's move on. I got a couple questions for us today. One is is a math problem of the week because it is we'll call it Math Monday. So any students that are listening, I'll, I'll put this math problem out there. And the first one to call in with the correct answer will win some kind of a prize. I don't know what prize it is, but to be to be determined. I'll figure <laughs> out some kind of a prize. So this is from Miss Nado. Miss Nado was. She's a little too chicken to call into the podcast. I offered to have her call in today and give the problem on the air, and she like basically laughed at me and said no. So she's a little she's a little uh, shy. If you can, as hard as it is to imagine Miss Nado being shy, she's a little shy. But here's a math problem of the week from from Math Monday. If your allowance was a penny a day, and then it doubled every day, how many days? Would it take you to have a thousand dollars? I'll say it one more time. If your allowance was a penny a day, and then it doubled every day, how many days would it take you to have a thousand dollars? All right. So if you work that one out, if you want, give us a call five one six five nine zero zero nine nine seven. First caller to get the correct answer to the math problem of the week will win some kind of prize. Um, so meanwhile, for those of us that are still here, Mama Levitt and, and Miss Mara, the question of the week I pulled out of uh, my, my question, my book of questions, and it was question number 84. I kind of adapted it to our current situation today. So maybe Miss Mara, you can start us off with, with think about this one. Would you be okay. willing to take one for the team and lose a limb to end the coronavirus pandemic. <laughs> what the heck did he have? Where'd you get me? Wow, that 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 one, yeah, surprised me. Of course I would. I mean, how am I supposed to answer that? Yeah, I mean, as long as they shot me up with enough uh, morphine, let's do it. Get All this right, thing so over that's with. The, that's the yes/no part, and then the follow-up question is, okay, which one? <laughs> Oh, that's tough. So it's just my arms or my legs, like a full arm, full leg? No, or are we just, talking about below says, the like, knee? Like It says, the question says lose a limb. So I guess it could be any, any body part, I guess. Okay, I'm you thinking a, of limbs and arms and legs. What? Uh, oh, a toe? I can just do a toe? I mean, you can I'm start with a toe right toe. now, but like, I mean, it, at what point do you start to consider it? And, and at what point are you like willing to go like bigger body parts? At what point? Oh, I don't know. That's Mama Levitt. You gotta take over here for a second while I think. I'm Mama Levitt, would you take one for the team? Fine part for anything. Cause Mother Nature's gonna take over anyways. <laughs> Good answer. That's a great miss. That's a great Mama Levitt answer. That Mama Nature's in charge. <laughs> Mama Nature. I say Mama Nature. Mother Nature. Yeah, Mama hard. Nature. <laughs> the mom of all mamas. <laughs> I think at this point we're but we're what like ten days in. Well, how long have we been out of school now? Ten, yeah, ten days. So last Friday, so yeah, about ten days. March, 
Yeah, March 13th was the first day of our of our coronation. So we're about 10 days into our to our self our social distancing quarantine. Um I'd be willing to lose maybe like half of my left pinky. Good for you guys. Thank you for healing corona for us all. People like you are always out there to sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder um, a week from now if, if we're going to be able to, uh, <laughs> if, if I'll change it to like a full pinky or a full right? hand. I know, or... like it will get will grow with each week. Like, all right, chop the leg off. <laughs> <laughs> I'll lose both hands, both legs. Yep. Just to be able to get out of the house. <laughs> Should be like a walking head just so I can get out of the house. <laughs> All right. Let's let's take a caller. Um, let's go to 4535. 4535. You're live on the Mama Love It Batty of the Year show. Who are you? The answer is 500. It's Diego. Yep. Hi Diego. Yes. Wait, your answer for the Hello. Diego. Any question is five hundred. Uh, I'm not too sure, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take Incorrect. it. Incorrect. <laughs> it's not five hundred. No. If your allowance was a penny a day and then it doubled every day, how many days would it take you to have a thousand dollars? The answer is not five hundred. Oh, wait, that's a thousand pennies. Never mind. Yeah, it's a penny a day. <laughs> no, I think you'd have a thousand dollars is more than a thousand pennies. Yeah, I know. I I, I did a thousand pennies instead of a thousand dollars. Oh, yeah. A thousand dollars is what? A hundred thousand pennies. Good try, though, Diego. Hey, Diego, would you be willing to lose a limb to end coronavirus? Uh yeah. Which which one would you be willing to to, to lose? My PP. Oh, his pinky. <laughs> you lose Ryan. the entire pinky, huh? Ryan, bomb him off. Oh. Bomb. I didn't hear what he said. Did he say something bad? Yes. I didn't hear what he said. I thought he said my pinky. Did he say something else? Something else? Ryan, I'll text. <laughs> text me later. I don't think we, just a yes, a simple yes would be good. All right, Diego, you're probably on a ban now from uh, from calling for a day or so. Um, let's take a little commercial break, and we'll be right back. We're going to hear from the Shower Patch Kids. Your old body wash is okay, but there's one problem. It doesn't smell like Sour Patch Kids. Well, guess what? Now it can. Introducing Shower Patch Kids Body Wash, available in four classic scents. The only body wash that takes your favorite candy out of your mouth and rubs it all over your body. First, the sour invigorates. Then the sweet alleviates. And the shimmering sugar crystals exfoliate, making you feel like a new person with all the same problems. And just like your bite-sized buddies, it's 100% edible, so you can satisfy your sweet tooth while you scrub. First you're sour, then you're sweet, then you're irresistible. Mmm. Put a little sour in your shower with new Shower Patch Kids 2-in-1 Body Wash. Sour, sweet, clean. 
All right, we're back here on the Mama Levitt Batty of the Year show. Thanks to our sponsor, Shower Patch Kids uh, Shower Shampoo. Um, let's go over to headlines for our next segment. Um, Ms. Mara, you have a headline for us to talk about? Yeah, so my news article that I found this weekend had to do with a group of disabled activists in California. And I don't know if you guys, well, I know you and Ms. Levitt are aware, but listeners are aware of the entire state of California right now is on a lockdown. So this article is about a group of people that got together to make like what we would call COVID-19 care packages for the homeless, um, which in and of itself is just like a feel good story. But it also brought up um, another topic that's kind of been on my mind lately, which was, you know, the demand for these packages got really high because a lot of people wanted them and the homeless are like a, uh, at-risk population and um, they were going to get these supplies and there's just as you guys probably know none out there when you go to the supermarket there's no hand sanitizer there's no rubbing alcohol um, and it kind of speaks to this idea of people hoarding supplies and how if we're going to find a solution um, it's going to be a collective solution not an individual solution and people have to get out of this mindset of taking for themselves and trying to protect themselves and maybe their immediate family members and think more large scale that if we're going to overcome this, it's going to be a team effort and it's going to require sacrifice. So I kind of liked how the article, if you click on the link and you, and you read about it, it brings up those bigger themes that we're dealing with. That's great. Yeah. The, the whole thing about how everyone's in this together and just how everyone has to sacrifice a little bit, and I, I, I go back to what we said, I think it was last week, that your grandparents are being asked to go to war. We're being asked to sit on our couch and, and watch TV, which I granted that gets, that gets a little bit tiring after a while. But the mm-hmm. people that are hoarding things, and the, there's a, I think there's a special level in, in hell for people that are going to just <laughs> go and take everything for themselves. Well, but maybe, what, good it, what good is it hoarding things if your medical doctor's are going to start getting sick and not able to help you. It's like, that's my big thing. It's like the the big thing that came out this week was the need for our doctors and nurses to have the supplies needed in the hospitals. And like, yeah, I agree. It's like, if you are hoarding that kind of stuff when your doctors and nurses are on the front lines, like, yeah, I don't even know what to think about that. Yeah. Miss Levitt comment. What? Nope. I don't have any right to second. I kind of got oh, lost. Sorry. I thought you'd, I thought you were waiting to talk. Um, yeah, so we went through the basement this weekend, and I found, actually, my wife Jen found uh, some masks that we had had from, I don't know, like 10 years ago when we were, like, sanding deck or something like that. And there's some other ones that she had, like, some, some masks for her face for when, I think, I think she was pregnant and when, um, for, like, cleaning solutions and things like that, and you're not supposed to be around them. So I think she had the masks, like, just for when, like, the house cleaner would come and things like that. Um, and I think we're going to bring them over to the hospital today and drop them off and donate them. Cause they're still in the packages. They're not, um, they're not used. I think it, will, it's, it might be a little sketchy to donate used masks or <laughs> things like that, but at Ryan, this point, maybe, maybe they would take them. Right. Are they? Know. Yeah. Miss Lovett. Are they N95? Yeah. 95. Yeah. Those are the masks that, that we found. Over the weekend. How many do you have? I don't know. I think we had um, 
I think Jen was going to keep like a few here and then the rest they were going to donate to the hospital. I'd hang on to them for a bit. You think so? No, I. I mean, I'm going to get them. We're keeping they're, some they're, for, for us to have they're, here. I'm not giving, I'm not giving going, them all of ours. They're going to get masks. We, the people, are not going to get masks. So you think I should hold on to them? Oh, I would. Hmm. Yeah. You don't have. If you had thousands of them, that's different. You probably have like twenty of them or a hundred of them. I yeah. Would say. You don't okay. have like a sort of. That's why I I like having Miss Levitt around because she always tempers my my altruistic optimism with with uh, real, <laughs> with some realism. <laughs> no, well, it's, it's that's a good point. And, yeah, I'll I'll mention you that can, to Jen and see if she still wants to see if she still wants to do it. At, at the time being, they probably because they've been in your basement and the ster if they you know depending how they've been stored and if they're just in a box like if they're sterilized or not because you got to remember. They're in a hospital still. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I'm just also one of those people that eventually, if, this, if, if indeed this is what they say it's going to be, you may want some masks around. And you have to remember, if you're using them and you go out, you want to reuse them. Yeah, I think I'm actually at the point where when I go out, I kind of want to have a mask on. Like, I didn't – the other day I went to Target, and, like, it was almost like half the people were – wearing masks and then half were not even obeying social distancing rules. It's like, it's almost like there's two teams of people. Um, I'm kind of slowly creeping or, towards that other, other end of the spectrum. There was a guy at Costco that was wearing a full hazmat suit. <laughs> oh my God. Like literally walking around in like a full, like he was fully covered walking around Costco. I'm like, I think it's a little bit extreme at this point. You can only control what you can control. And it's funny how humans want to try to control human nature. And you're not going to control it in that sense. You can try to take precautionary measures. I don't even think all our social isolation they're trying to tell us isn't going to prevent the coronavirus from you really, like, getting it necessarily. It's to prevent the hospitals from being infiltrated with large numbers of people so that mm. it can trickle in rather than be like all at once coming in where they mm. can't sustain the numbers. Um, right. the curve. This, um, yes. this virus, like my daughter works in, in, in a hospital and like a research um, hospital and she's saying one of the things is it, this lives, this virus, she works with cells and viruses and stuff like that. She's like, this stuff lives on metal for 48 hours, and that is unheard of for viruses because viruses need a host to live inside of them. And this virus doesn't necessarily need a host for a long period of time, which is what makes it so contagious. Um, even in the air, she says it can linger in the air for up to six hours. So yeah, the middle thing. That's why they close all the playgrounds because it'll be on all the slides and all the swing sets. And it is interesting, though. Like, I how far does the government go? Like, I you know I read a bunch of different articles, and um, I you know this one guy is a constitutional lawyer, um, done some high-profile high cases, and he's like, 
you know, basically, what are we doing? Are we quarantining our constitution? I mean, we are, these local governments are literally taking some of our rights away. And how far are we willing to let them take our rights away before we, and will this usher in a new way of life for us where our rights may not come back? So it's a very interesting um, thing. And nobody's saying anything about it. Not one yeah, person I mean, this is talking about it. Kind of the new normal, isn't it? People are accepting it. But yet in China, those people, if they left their house, they were being arrested if they left their house. Like people were being, I watched a video of the woman being carried into a van to go back to where she needed to go. Um, so, like, it's kind of sometimes be careful what we wish for. Do you think that we're on so a I track think, to have that happen in America? Um, I'm hoping not, but I've seen a couple, I've read some stories of um, some local mayors already saying, well, I'm the mayor and I'm going to ban all gun sales. That's your Second Amendment right. Or I'm the mayor and I'm quarantining you into your home. Nobody's allowed to leave your home anymore. You, like, in your, in your, is your city like an area where there's like mass amounts of cases right now or is there none and you're just taking advantage of it? It's like where, like what's the balance of this? I mean, Charlie well, hasn't declared, you know, us to be mandated into our homes like the state of California or New York. And but um, Charlie Baker, you know, has guns highly suggesting, you know, self-isolation and and self and social distancing and all that stuff and closing stuff down. But at the same time, he hasn't mandated any force into your homes like California and New York are doing, which is, you know, there's a balance between it. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's where the I, th- I think we're going to get to in the next week or so is like, what's the balance? You know, like where where do we start? But like, I worry about a breakdown in social order. Mm-hmm. Like, I worry about people like starting to loot stores instead of like waiting. Like, how much patience do we have to like sit and wait in line until this is normal? Eventually, I mean, and plus, there's another factor that people haven't talked about too is if people are out of work. And people yeah. don't have things to occupy their days and occupy their time. I mean, what's human nature? Human nature is to entertain ourselves some ways. We're going to see people start doing crazy things and stupid things and committing crimes. And, and there's, there's going to be, there, I mean, if, we're, if we're not careful, there's going to be a breakdown in social order. By the way, Miss Levitt, do you have an article of your own that you wanted to talk about? Oh, that was I was kind of like looking at this article now, but this is a bunch of, you know, a bunch of them that I've been reading, but there's this one um, from RT news. And I was just looking at it from a guy named Robert Burns Barnes, who's a, a constitutional lawyer. And he was just writing up about it. And he's not the first person to mention this. He's just like one of the first people to really like not afraid to say it because people are like, Oh no, you're just not falling in line with the Corona. And it's, it's not that I agree. I think social isolation and everything is important, but I also think we, you know, like can, will this be used to take away some of our fundamental rights? Because there has been people in small people in government that have been wanting to do that. Uh Oh, Dan, uh, Miss Nato just sent me something. Oh, Miss Nato, I think is listening. So, Ms. Dado, if you want to call in, call in, 516-590-0997. Um, yeah, interesting stuff. Let's, 
um, let's go to a caller. We do have a caller on the line. And let's go to 7278. 7278. You are live on the Mama Levitt Baddie of the Year show. Hello, 7278. Hello. 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 Seven two seven eight. Last chance. Oh yes. Hi. Who's Hi. this? Hi. 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 Hi, Miss Lovett. How are you? What's going on? I'm doing great. Great. You want it's to Anna? Oh, hi, Anna. Hi, Anna. Uh-huh. Hi, Anna. Hi. I don't know why I'm so I'm I'm so nervous. Everyone's nervous. nervous. We're just having a conversation. How's little Uh wisdom? How's your sister? Um, it's it's doing great. It's kind of boring, but you know. Yeah. Hannah, are you at home with your little sister all day, or like yes, I am. What have you been doing? It's mostly it's mostly fights all day, but sometimes we do play. (laughs) (laughs) Has there been anything that you found out that you guys like to do together that you didn't realize you had fun doing? Oh yes, yesterday we were playing Barbies. (laughs) Wow, sounds like me. That's nice. I played Clue, and I played the Game of Life, the 1960s version, which was fun. <laughs> I didn't do well, but it was all right. <laughs> you don't get to oh, yeah, how was the Clue game? The 60s version of life. Wait, the 1960s hmm? Clue game? No, um, no Josh, the version of... The version ahead. of life. So life is 1960s. Oh, life. The game of life. The game of life. Oh and, yeah, I remember. Jesus, I remember that game. And Mr. Mr. Levitt and Sophia brought it home, and that it was the only one they could find because the games are all wiped out of all the stores. They had to get it at Barnes and Noble. Your house, if you got a mansion or just a regular house or a shack, and this one you don't get to do any of that stuff. There's a lot of gambling that goes on in this one for the stock market, though. <laughs> we were playing the other day. Um, you ever played Guess Who? Cool. I love the game. Yeah, I love Guess Who. And it's great for the kids because they have to come up with like questions and Jonathan wasn't quite getting it. Like I was I was whispering in his ear like questions he could ask, but then he was answering the question. <laughs> so <laughs> oh, that's he, was, cute. he was giving away who his person was because he was playing against Michaela. But Michaela was asking some really good questions. Then, then we played like a Guess Who like Star Wars version and they both knew and kind of an unsettling amount of stuff about Star Wars. <laughs> like it was, I think Michaela said like, which is your person a Jedi? And they said, yes. And then Jonathan like knocked down like everyone who's not a Jedi. And he just knew every single one like instinctively. <laughs> I think that's Anna, scary did you try the math problem? What math problem? So if your allowance was a penny a day, and then it doubled every day. How many days would it take you to have a thousand dollars? Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> you don't have to answer right now, but if you want to, if you want to figure it out and call back, you can. But what else uh, is going on? You got, what else is on your mind? What have you been doing? 
Um, I've been basically on my phone all day and just eating all day, basically. <laughs> that's that's it. <laughs> sounds sounds like a lot of our uh, schedules. Anna, you're not the only one. I know. <laughs> and it's my gym actually started up. Yeah, I know, but you're doing you're doing the right thing by kind of just staying home and and you know keeping yourself busy. But yeah, it helps. I think this is the week when a lot of people are going to really try to get a routine down. You know, last week was kind of trying to feel it out, but I think we're going to get tired of sitting around doing nothing really quick. True. Don't get fresh air though. Uh, yeah. True. And also, um, it just sucks, too, because I really, really, really want to bring my bird outside, and he can't go outside. No. It sucks. Well, you can go in your back. You can go in your backyard and go in your yard. Like, I go for walks. I just don't go next to people. Like, I, I ran into my neighbor. We stood eight feet apart, ten feet apart from each other and carried on a conversation and then we continued on. I wasn't going to go near her because she's um, a breast cancer survivor from last year. Um, oh. But, like, you know, like, we carried on. We talked for 15 minutes. But, like, it's nice to get out and get some fresh air. Your lungs need it. It's going to rain today, too. It's going to be terrible. But... Yeah, Anna, thanks so much for the call. I'm going to move on. But thanks so much. Have a great, have a great day. Call back tomorrow. Um, look on the math problem, too, if you want. Oh, okay. Thanks for calling, Anna. Bye, Anna. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a common misconception that people think that they have to stay inside their house. No, get outside. Go go for a walk. Right. We went to Beaver Brook on Saturday. It's this place in Belmont, and it's just really cool, just like walking trails and little, just a little pond and, I don't know, just a good place. To, I mean, a lot of people were out, but you just – Stay away from them. You know, when they yeah, you just give them right. space to get out of the way. Just don't, don't touch, touch anything. Don't touch metal railings and things like that. You don't have to touch anything. Yeah, I think there's a misconception that we have to stay inside our houses, and and that that's what a real quarantine is. That's why I meant I made the distinction earlier. Like words matter. Like yeah. quarantine is not the same as social distancing. You know, social distancing you can go about and you can live your life. Just be careful and don't go near people. But and I think a lot of it is like of people. Yeah, go ahead, Miss Mara. Yeah, I I think a lot of it is like don't make like you can still go to the store, but don't make countless unnecessary trips to the store. Just kind of like making those kind of modifications that if everybody does that a little bit, we can slow this down. But yeah, yeah. um it's not, you know, stay holed up in your house all day long and, you know, can't even look out the window type thing. <laughs> a patio or backyard, you know, you're still exactly. I just want you to be by yourself so you're not having social contact with people. <laughs> I know. Actually, all it's right. kind of nice on my street. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Move on. No, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead, Ms. Mara. Yeah, I was going to move on, but yeah, I was to just finish gonna... this one. I'll, I'll, real quick, it was just kind of, it's kind of nice um, on my street, you know, around two, three o'clock, you know, when it's, when it's sunny out, people come out, they're talking. I know all my neighbors now where I wouldn't have before. So there are some positives. 
And it's, I see a lot of families outside now where I'm like, oh, I know who my neighbors are now. <laughs> I know. Like, we were out yesterday, and, and my son and my daughter and my wife and I, we, we were doing that, um, that chalk drawing on the, on the driveway. And I was like, if I was doing this in normal times, I think people would think I'm a, nut, I'm a, good, a, a total nut job. But now it's, I think people are like, wow, that's cool. <laughs> like, that's fun. Like, I want to do that. But I couldn't imagine myself like two weeks ago, like going on my driveway and like drawing in chalk and yeah. <laughs> making some design. But it's great that I'm, I'm, it was fun that we did it and it came out great. And I took a picture and Jen got all excited and put it on this site that she's joined from some kind of Cambridge public art thing. So, yeah, there's stuff that you can do. All right, let's, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Wally. 516-590-0997 if anyone wants to call in. Let me ask you this. Do you have a problem with animals constantly running out in front of your vehicle? Yeah, little kids too. Well, put away the water hose and disinfectant for good. Because the humane people at Canine Killers have a solution for you. It's called the Bumper Bib. Bumper Bib protects your vehicle from unsightly scratches and blood splatter resulting from high-velocity impacts with small, fuzzy creatures. Bumper Bib. (laughs) Pick up a case today. Your bumper will thank you. Bumper bib can be found at any of these fine stores. Elmart, Kandai, Wally World, and... All right, we're back here on the Mama Love It Batty of the Year show. Thanks to our sponsor, Bumper Bib. Um, let's move on to Movie Monday. <laughs> so, last night, I watched Wally. I know Miss Mara, I know you watched Wally as well. Miss Levitt's seen it like thirty times. I love Wally. It's a, it it was great. I lo- I'd never seen it before. You've it's never these... seen it before? No. Can you believe that? Yeah, I can't I that I I thought everyone's seen Wally. Wally's an awesome movie. It's one of those movies that I mean, it was a Pixar, but it came out in two thousand eight, so it was before I had kids and while I was still like living an adult life. Yeah, and I wasn't. I wasn't like spending my time. Like I've seen like so. Like I've seen all the Cars movies. <laughs> I've seen all the Toy Story movies. I've seen like all the Incredibles movies. Like we spend most of the time. At, like most time I go to the movies, it's for like a children's movie. But it was kind of in like that time, that in between time when I didn't get to like really watch Pixar, or I didn't. I wasn't like motivated to watch Pixar. But it was cute, so I, th- I thought we could start off our discussion with, um, I don't know, just some of your overall thoughts or just thoughts about the messages of the film or just anything about it that, that you liked and wanted to share. And if any students want to call in, 516-590-0997, if you've seen Wally or want to talk about Wally, this would be a good time. So, Miss Lovett, do you want to start since you've seen it so many times? <laughs> I love the movie Wally. I think it's so cute. I know, like, for a good, I would say at least a good half of the movie, maybe a, a little over a third of the movie, um, is it's no dialogue really. It's watching this little robot do his thing around his planet, and he he's like this leftover robot of years past to kind of like you know seeing this vacated, um, abandoned Earth and. Um, he's just going about doing his job like he always did. And he has his little friend, the only friend left him that survives everything, the cockroach. And um, until this other cute little robot comes along and he's just like enamored by her. And 
Um, I don't know. I think it's super cute. And then when they go up to um, he follows her and he finds all these people. Those are the Wally people that I always call say that kids are going to turn into Wally people. Um, but I think it's a nice, cute little love story, but it's also a telling story about how, um, you know, I always say you can only control so much in life. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and there's, you know, and then eventually life and nature takes over. So Good. Miss Mara, do you want to start with some of your thoughts? Yeah, as I was watching it, um, I was just trying to think about how it related to some of the stuff emotionally that we're going through now. And I think one of the big themes of it, or the one that, you know, kind of touched me the most was just that the importance of companionship and how really that's all that mattered to Wally um, was just having that companion and how amazing it's been for me to see this past week, how quickly um, myself and my older relatives and just everybody has caught on to how to reach out to people through, you know, whether it's like Zoom or Google Hangouts. I feel like I've learned so much technology in the past week just because I've wanted to maintain that connection and that companionship with people that I can't necessarily be with physically. So just, you know, how, how those important things rise to the surface at times like, at times like this. Yeah, that's definitely one of the things that I noticed about that. And, and it was one of the reasons why I think we picked this movie was because it kind of speaks to us today in, you know, that we're, that we're isolated physically. But like you said, Ms. Meyer, like, you know, we don't have to be isolated mentally. And that's why, like, I was talking, I was talking to my mom last night and, you know, I haven't been able to see my parents. Um, I won't be able to probably for a while, but she's a go. So my mom says, you know, thank God for FaceTime because we've been just, we always, we usually FaceTime with the kids so they can see their grandma and grandpa. But it's, it's, it's little things like that that you take for granted that it's just it's different between when you're like FaceTiming someone, just like able to be physically in a room. And I think it's, uh-huh. a, it's a human thing that to need that sort of companionship. And I thought the, the beginning of the film, that first like 40 minutes, where there's no dialogue. It's funny because I put the subtitles on because I had them on <laughs> earlier. Cause we were watching, uh, I was watching a movie because Jonathan's getting into like Marvel movies now. He loves, he loves Marvel. So we were watching Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, and I put the, I put the, the subtitles on because the sound was so, you know, sometimes like it's really loud at some points and really, t- really quiet in others. Right. And so I left it, I left them on. So we were watching Wally, but most of the first 40 minutes are just like little like stage directions, like rumbling or. Which a good example of onomatopoeia. Right. It's all, it's all onomatopoeia. So like people, if if you were deaf or if you you can't really hear very well, you could, you could literally see what's going on. But yeah, that whole thing of like companionship, and I was struck by Miss Lovett. I love when you said like, "Don't become like the Wally people." I was I was struck by the people because this movie yeah. was twelve years ago, and so this was two thousand eight was before people had smartphones, and we had cell phones in two thousand eight, and I think the iPhone was invented around like two thousand seven, but it wasn't like like the idea of smartphones was not such 
just a ubiquitous, like everywhere part of our of our world. Like we all had phones, and you know, you could people text, you know, people were texting and taking pictures and videos and things like that. But it wasn't like it is today. And in yeah. twelve years, we've gone from just the you know the world of of then to like the world of now. And like you see the part where they're they're all just like sitting there fat and lazy, and their bodies <laughs> have like evolved. And I love the show like the, on the scooters. Right, they're all on scooters. They don't have. And even when they try to walk, they can't do it because their bodies have so like atrophied that they can't even actually do it. And I love when they show like the um, the captains through the years, and each one gets like a little bit, gets a little bit fatter, and a little bit like more like. And it just shows like how people like have evolved and their brains could evolve so quickly. And everyone just has their own screens, and they're all sitting together, but they're not together. No, right. like they're all together, but they're not together. They're all in their own separate worlds on their screens. And it reminds me of, like, one of my absolute least favorite things is go out to dinner and you see, like, a family. And everyone, they sit down and every single person just whips out their device. You get an iPad, phone, whatever. And then, like, everyone's just on their devices the whole time. And they're just eating near each other, but they're not really, like, together. And it's just one of those things that I thought it was such an amazing commentary on where we're going in society and just how empty that whole session hmm. with screens is. Yeah. Can I uh, piggyback on that a little bit? Cause that was kind of my second main takeaway from it was this idea of responsibility and how important it is to have responsibility. And like, so again, you know, this past week I bet a lot of kids and adults too have just kind of stayed at home, done nothing. Uh, if you have the luxury of doing that, but how important it is to give yourself at least some kind of task daily that you're responsible for, um, whether it's learning something new, doing a little work, helping out parents with a chore, um, whatever it may be, it's actually so good for your mental health. You're going to notice you're a lot happier if you do a little work in a day and um, take on that responsibility for yourself. You don't want to become, you know, a Wally person, like Miss Lovett says. No one wants to be a Wally person. <laughs> it's funny, but it shows how easy it would be to become one. You know, and it's right. Like it's, and we live like every, all our technology is, is designed to make our lives easier. But in some regard, I was asking myself this question watching the movie: Do we, should we even should our lives be easier? It should everything always be easier because look what happens to people when everything's easy. You know, you don't get to accomplish anything. You don't get to work through anything. You don't learn how to like overcome adversity and like our whole, all our lives are supposed to be just getting easier and easier. And yet you read articles all the time about how people today are sadder than ever and more depressed than ever. And people are on all kinds of medications and because there's there's this emptiness to easiness. Wow, that could be a title mm-hmm. of my book. Emptiness that is easiness. a good one. Yeah, save yeah. that one. Write it down. <laughs> but there, there's something about like having a sense of having accomplished something that it gives people purpose. Oh yeah, that's like an eight-year-old. Yeah. That's that's some wisdom right there. <laughs> and, and you know, Pixar is great for that kind of stuff because there's so many of those movies. So many of their movies like have those little those little. Uh, 
just nuggets of wisdom or social commentary. And it is made for both children like and adults. But let me ask you this question, because I know Miss Mara and I both watched this movie with children. Miss um, Love, I know your kids have seen it, too. Do you think kids would get a different message out of Wally, or what do you think the like the kids would take from it? Um, they probably would take that um, we're destroying our planet and we need to take care of it more than the um, uh, social isolation or like how technology is is part of what's in making our life easier is what's changing things because I think to drive technology um, you need to have um, it, it, it takes energy a lot of energy and that's going to come from your environment and see um, people don't put the two together. Um, you know, even electricity takes a lot of energy to make electricity and it has to come from somewhere to generate electricity. Um, so it will, it, it changes the nature of things, but kids, I think overall, from what I remember when I watched it with them before, especially on my adolescence, it was all about destroying the planet. Yeah, Miss Lover, what did Eden take from it? What were her favorite part? I mean, uh, Miss Mar. What, what, yeah. <laughs> Miss Lover, what do you think Eden took from it? No. I'm taking Ms. Mar, what did Eden take from it? I, I think that um, she just enjoyed the the robot romance thing, and how cute Wally was, and how cute Eva was. Um, but yeah, when I read a little bit of commentary on it, Mrs. Levitt, it said, you know, the I don't. I forget if it was the director or the writer, but yeah, his main like purpose of creating the movie was the love story. But what everyone got out of it was like the environmental impact piece. So that's interesting that that's what you brought up, too. My daughter, when she watched it, it was all love story. But like my youngest daughter loves romance and stuff. So like <laughs> she'll she'll she picks up on why are what they better get together. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And that's part I got is more the human it's more the idea of having a relationship and that everybody needs human connection even the most introverted of all of us needs at least one person to have some sort of human connection with like um which is it it seems odd because especially people who don't like a lot of people they they still need one person in their life it's all humans have a need I know we're social creatures so yeah, mm-hmm. Michaela was talking about kind of what you said, Miss Mara, like how Wally's so cute, and, and she loves like the love story stuff too. She loved, she thought there that Eve was really cute, and the whole thing was really cute. And you know, it's it's funny, Miss Leva, because I like my own takeaways. I completely ignored a lot of ways the whole environmental messages, even though that's maybe the most obvious one. Is yeah. uh, the Earth was literally turned into into a dumpster. And that's and it, it wasn't that much it wasn't that much far farther in the future from where we are right now. I yeah. mean, I think in the timeline of the story, it was like the early 22nd century, like the 2100s. So, like less yeah. than 100 years from now, and the planet became totally toxic and uninhabitable. So, um, last question on Wally: Do you guys have any favorite scenes or favorite quotes that you wanted to you wanted to share? Um, I don't have like a single favorite scene, but I was saying this morning, um, I really dislike the first portion of the movie that's mostly silent. Um, I le- I feel like we don't see that a lot in movies anymore. There's so much dialogue in in movies, and it was nice 
to almost watch it as like a dance or an art form or it was very artistic seeing seeing it in silent format miss love did you have a favorite part or a favorite quote i i i just love when um you know wally always goes (laughs) i think it's really (laughs) it's super cute i do like the ending when all the um when the wally people try to get up and move (laughs) and they realize you know there's more to life than just like floating around on a chair and sucking down liquid um food all day um so it kind of is like it, 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 that that was always one of my favorite parts that stood out when they were watching the captain on like the hologram thing and he was going after the autopilot and they, they were like rooting for him they were cheering him on it almost seemed like they'd found like a sense of like purpose like we said yeah. like they they were they were they were they got out of their like total complacency and they got into like a whole sense of like having some kind of like what's the word uh combat or conflict or mm-hmm. I'm, that's, 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 competition that's what i was looking for competition here's, here's, our english, here's our english teacher all right um we're gonna have we're running low on time but we do have time for one caller i suppose Although there should have to be a vote. All right, Miss Lovett and Miss Mara, should we put Adam on? Um, put somebody who hasn't talked yet. Yeah, well, Adam's the only one I have on right now. Um, Adam, yeah, Adam, I think you're banned for one day because because uh, you had to get blown up on on Friday's call. So, Adam, call us back tomorrow. Maybe you can be on, on better behavior then. But thanks for calling anyway. Um, oh, my, my favorite part, I thought I laughed so hard with, with my kids too. Um, when Wally finds the bra and he puts it on over his, over his eyes. And of course, <laughs> yeah, I can't the room and finds a bra and she brings it back <laughs> and puts it on, his, on her eyes. And then my That's son, right. Jonathan laughs so hard when like the shopping carts all come down the, the ramp and they like just go, they just like trample Wally. Jonathan thought that was so funny. He, he was, he was <laughs> laughing so hard. He had to run in the other room. He kept laughing and laughing, and um, I love. And it's it's funny because like I was usually when we do like a movie review, I always put like my favorite quotes. But there's not since there's not much dialogue. There's only like two wow. just two human voices in the whole movie, and I love that it's two of my favorite actors, Jeff Garland and then Fred Willard. Oh, I love Fred Willard. Willard. No, he's the best. He's you know, the best in best in show. <laughs> and he's the announcer. Um, but the the captain has a line that says, "Earth is amazing. There are these things called farms." They put seeds in the ground, pour water on them, and they grow into food like pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot to learn. And then the other great line that the captain has is when he's, and this is kind of my big takeaway was, I don't want to survive. I want to live. Yeah. And I love that question of like, the, there's a difference between like surviving and living. And I relate that to us right now. Like, yeah, we're in yes. our homes and we're, and we're surviving, but we have to find ways to live while we're stuck there well well not stuck but while we're while we find ourselves in the situation what can we say yes to that we can make ourselves live and not just survive all right let's move on to uh we do have we'll do our quick segment on this day in history and so right now the score is miss levitt one on friday so it's miss levitt one emma mara zero miss mara zero and we got two birthdays for today we have a couple of 
historical events, and we'll see who can who can name these. Um, first of all, birthdays. How old is gossip blogger Perez Hilton today? Uh, Miss Lovett, as a defending champ, you get to go first. Perez, honestly, he's he's probably thirty-seven. Okay, Miss Mara. I'm gonna go forty. Forty, and Miss we'll Mara wins that one. Perez Hilton is forty-two. Oh wow, he's right. older. Right? How old? T- so he's he's basically the same age as me. I'll be forty-two later on this year. Um, next one, Miss Mara. How old is NBA point guard Kyrie Irving today? Well, um, twenty-five. Twenty-five, Miss Levitt. Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving. Oh, he's a point guard. Currently, Brooklyn Nets. Um. I'm going to say he's 23. 23. Miss Mara wins that one. He's 28 today. 28. He's been 28. in the league for like he's been in the league for like eight or nine years. He he, he played one year. About sports. Don't care. <laughs> All right, Miss Mara is up two to zero. All right, let's go to let's Yay. go to date. Um, in what year? Did explorers Meriwether Lewis and William Clark, having reached the Pacific coast, begin their journey back east? Miss Lovett, you're up first. Oh, um, I want to say 18. Oh, I know what I want to say, but I'm not sure if it's probably when it started. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 06, 1806. Okay, and Miss Mara. 1811. I like when Miss Levitt starts these ones because it gives me a ballpark figure. To, uh, go <laughs> a ballpark with. figure. <laughs> this one's gonna go Miss Levitt. It was actually six, so it's right on the right on the on the on the nose. Uh, all right, next one, Miss Mara, you're first. What year did Benito Mussolini found his fascist political movement in Milan, Italy? Oh, um, 1941. Okay, Miss Levitt. Um, it was nineteen twenty-eight, I think. Twenty-nine. Actually, nope. That's the wrong sound. <laughs> you're actually both wrong. It's nineteen nineteen, so you're both over. So no one gets the point there. Uh, two to one. Miss Meyer is still up. Um, Miss Miss Levitt needs this one to tie. Um, in what year did Academy Award-winning actress Elizabeth Taylor die in Los Angeles at age 79 today? Miss Levitt, you're up first. Oh, so sad. Was it 2001? 2001. All right, Miss Mara. I'm going to go 2005. 2005. This one goes to... Miss Mara, the answer is 2011. So Miss Mara wins three to one. Congratulations for the victory. And it's all tied up one to one. So we'll do another one tomorrow. Let's finish up. Oh, well, we have a caller on the line. We don't have a whole lot of time left, um, but we can go real quick. So let's go real quick to 7243. 7243, you're live. Who are you? It's Miss Nado. Miss Nado. Hi, Miss Nado. Yay. No one got the math problem right yet. 
I know that's why I called. Yeah. Well, do, do you want to wait till tomorrow? We can keep it up and see, and we can see if anyone can get it for tomorrow. Okay, we'll give it one more day. Do you want to post it on on your Google Classroom? I don't have Google Classroom. Oh, you don't have one. Maybe maybe I'll post it for my. For, I'll post it then, or Miss Lovett can. Yeah, she I, can, I can post it on for my class too. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I'll post it on my class, and Miss Lovett. I mean, Miss Mara can post it on her class if you want to do that. So what's up, NATO? Okay. Nothing. Just hanging out. Just hanging out. That's all you got? Yep. <laughs> Not much more. Quality time with the babes, right? The little ones? Uh, sometimes. A couple days. Yeah. We miss and we miss you and miss hearing from you. You should call in more often. I think the kids would love to hear from you. Yeah. <laughs> We'll do something. Nato, would you take over the team and, and, and lose a limb to end the coronavirus pandemic? Nah. I'm with Love It. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm willing to sacrifice a limb, but only my only half my pinky. So I would say one one joint of my knuckles on the pinky for, as of right now. All right, are we but I like the idea of thing. We're what? doing this thing with Jaffe now? I don't yeah, know. Do I, can't do, I can't do Mr. Jaffe's thing because I can't access Meet on my computer through my school email. It's, it's tell, I think our school, I don't know. How did Mr. Jaffe? Oh, it says no one else is in here. That's what it's telling me. I can't even open it. I, I go to my little link through my school email account and it won't let me open it. Yeah, I'm there. So if That's the students really are still listening, we're trying to find out a way to get onto Mr. Jaffe's Google Hangout for today. So we'll see if we can figure that I out. On, I can't get on to um. I can't get on to me, which is what he wants us to do. Hmm. I just clicked the link and it popped up right through my email. I, my computer won't do it. I can It will pop hmm. up for Hangout. Maybe some of the kids can help us. <laughs> I know. Where's our tech wizard kids to to, to to help us get on? All right. Um, speaking of that, let's about wrap it up for today because we are over time. It is 11.06, so we've gone a little bit over today. Um, Nato, do you want to give us your, your, your dad joke, or should I say it to end the day? I'll say it. Give me a second. Give me one second. <laughs> oh, I'm still going to hear Miss Nato. I miss you. <laughs> Where is it? Where is it? Why should you never talk to Pi? Because he'll go on and on and on forever. Ah! Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> the G in his sound effects. Oh, God, help us. <laughs> So this, 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 this math, math Monday. We still we're still looking for an answer for for the math problem. If you start off with an allowance of a penny a day, then it doubles every day. How many days would it take you to have a thousand dollars? So we'll leave that up there, and we'll leave it on for tomorrow. If you want to call in tomorrow, 10 a.m. same time, same place. We'll call in at five one six five nine zero zero nine nine seven. This has been the Mama Love It Baddie of the Year Show, Season One, Episode Four. I'm Mr. McGowan for Miss Mara, 
Miss Levitt Nadeau. Thanks for listening. Um, keep doing your work. Keep keeping a regular routine. Go home, watch the Twilight Zone. Or not go home, stay home. Watch season one, episode one, Where Is Everybody? And then you can watch season one, episode 22, called The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street. Do your coronation journals. Go to Mr. Jaffe's Google Hangouts. You got plenty of stuff to do, so don't complain about being bored. And that's been the show. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow at 10 a.m. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.